radio station. On the Gopher Sports Network, from Learfield IMG College, welcome to Gopher Football Weekly with P.J. Fleck. At the 30 behind the defense, 20, 10, 5, touchdown, Minnesota Golden Gophers. Gopher Football Weekly with P.J. Fleck is brought to you by Onward for Business, presented by Sunbelt Business Advisors, alumni-owned and Minnesota's largest seller of companies. Now, Gopher Football Weekly with P.J. Fleck. Here's the voice of the Gophers, Mike Grimm. Welcome to Gopher Football Weekly with P.J. Fleck. Mike Grimm along with Justin Gard and the head coach of the Golden Gopher football team, P.J. Fleck, joins us as well from the uh, complex uh, coming off of Friday night's uh, loss to Iowa, 35-7. And, Coach, let's start there before we look ahead to another Friday game coming up this Friday, three and four weeks. Um, I know you mentioned to Gardzi in the postgame interview, I think the first thing you said was, you know, we just got outplayed in all phases of the game. So now after you break the film down and talk with the team, and I'm guessing they had to have extra thick leather maybe this weekend. You talk about those leather vests. Kind of take us through what the weekend was like now heading into game week this week. Yeah, it just wasn't good enough. Offense, defense, special teams, coaching, I mean, every aspect. And it all starts with me. And I'm responsible for everything that happens on that field, no matter what the circumstances are. And they weren't good enough, period. Uh, when you break it down, every single phase can be looked at and be better. And that's what we're going to continue to focus on. So I'm sure we'll peel apart that onion uh, as we keep talking. But um, it's 100% my responsibility to get it right, get it fixed. But again, there's a lot of things that we're doing that we're making investments, not only for now, um, but also down the road. And that's, that's decisions I make um, to be able to give us the best chance to win now. And uh, there's things outside of our control, but we've got to do a better job adapting to it. And and that's the message to the players is that we have to be able to be better. I know it sounds really cliche-ish, but it's we got to be better. And there's a lot of young guys and inexperienced guys playing. I've got to coach them better. I've got to know. I, I got to make sure they know the demands more and make sure exactly they know what the expectation is when they play. And and uh, that's where I've I've fallen short. And uh, and I've got to continue to be better that way. When we talked postgame, you also mentioned it didn't feel like you, whether it was the penalties or not being able to run the ball, not being able to stop the run. What do you think was was missing there, or what do you think has kind of changed where that – because that isn't you, specifically the penalties going back all the way to your first year here. What, what do you think led to that on Friday? You know, I think it's I think it's always a good thing when something stands out like that. That's not necessarily the norm uh, when, when things are happening because we have an identity. I think we've formed our own fingerprint. I think people know what type of style of football we play, especially our fans. And when we don't do that, it stands out like a sore thumb. Uh, and uh, that was one of those nights for us. And again, that's 100% my responsibility. And I've, I've got to get that fixed. Um, but again, it's uh, some, of, some of the uh, penalties are, are hustle penalties, which uh, I'll take. Um, and whether people agree or disagree with those, that's not what it is. They're penalties. And you've got to be able to to respond to that because there's going to be penalties. Uh, we're going to get penalized here and there. I mean, we're one of the most least penalized teams in the country. Always have been. But when we do have penalties, we got to respond to that. And, again, that starts with me. Did you get any clarification on two things? One, the penalty on you for, for being on the field with your team. And, two, the targeting call that was overturned just before halftime on the Iowa safety, which was called by three refs on the field. 
Yeah, the, I, I think the one on me, us, whatever we were on the field, we were past the numbers. Uh, I was standing there just waiting for clarification. They're, they're, they wanted me to be off the field, and and uh, I didn't know why I had to be off the field. Um, you know, I'm standing by my team, and again, I, I I've got to I've just got to back them up. I got to get them outside the numbers, and so um, again, it's a penalty, and um, I'll make sure that we're outside the numbers from now on. Uh, but again, I'm just with my team getting them ready to go, but I'll make sure we're outside of that. And then the other one, I, I didn't get much clarification uh, on that uh, at all. But it, it, again, I'm all about player safety. And if they feel like that was a safe hit, then it was a safe hit. I mean, you, you're never going to allow penalties. Uh, penalties and, and the referees should never be able to dictate uh, what happens to you in a game and and. and I'm not. I, I didn't coach our team well enough to be able to have them respond uh, in the way that we needed to be able to do that and uh, offset those. What do you think is keeping the passing game from evolving a little bit? It was a tough night for Tanner, a couple interceptions. You've been able to run the ball all season long except for the Iowa game. Um, passing game has been a little more up and down. What do you think is leading to that? Oh, just inconsistency. Again, it starts with me, uh, 100%. All the responsibility and accountability comes to me. But when you look at it, I mean, you know, Tanner, I thought, put the ball in a lot of places where it needed to be. But it was the details. It was the, it was the tiny, tiny details of maybe a route depth or a drop. I mean, there were eight drops in that game. Uh, you, you take uh, that we count as drops. It's not like you sit there and say, okay, well, that's really not a drop, but we'll count it. Uh, there are eight drops in that game, and we got to do a better job coaching. Uh, we've got to be a, do a better job of making sure that those minute details of that one yard or that one angle needs to be exactly where it needs to be, and, and we're just a little off on that right now, and, and uh, that's what i got to be able to clean up. One of the best things Tanner has is the response mechanism. I mean, he, I remember the first time I talked to him, he talked about that. Um, this is when he first got in action. I think it was after the Nebraska game, his, his redshirt freshman year. Because you know he's such a great responder and you know he's always on to the next play, like how do you help him or work through these types of situations where maybe the passing game isn't going as well, he's not playing as well, things aren't as clean as they were a year ago? Because you expect he's just going to turn the page and respond, but he's also, you know, still a young kid. So is there anything extra you have to do with him, or is it just business as usual to get him through this? Well, it's not business as usual. It's just gro it's growing. It's getting better. It, it's taking your failings and growing from it. There's a lot of challenges that we're having, uh, you know, like every team in the country. Some have more challenges than others. And you take them head on, and, and you have those open conversations, and, and you coach as hard as you can, and you have your players play as hard as you can. And, and that's what I want to continue to see. Uh, and, and I've said that from day one. It's just how hard we play. Uh, the result will be the result. The X and O, that's one thing. I want to see how hard we play. And then when, when I get involved, it, it's more of like the effort, the how, uh, you know, the, 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 the execution. We'll get, we'll get that with time. But it's, it's, the, it's the other things that uh, we've got to be able to clean up with the details. But, um, you know, it's just getting better. It's growing. And, and I know it sounds, again, boring, but the trained behavior is, is boring habits, and those boring habits become elite instincts. And, and um, again, we just haven't been able to put it all together yet. And uh, it, it's, it's more challenging to do that. But, again, I have to find a way to be able to do that, and not only today, but as we keep moving into the future. You mentioned the, uh, the, you know, cleaning up some of the penalties and some of the drops and those kind of things, and certainly that can be worked on. Um, and then you mentioned the effort part. Are you good with the effort and the how part of it with what you're getting from your team right now from that standpoint? 
Yeah, I think there's a lot of inexperienced guys playing uh, that are doing it for the first time. So uh, they've, they've got to know what the standard is, and they've got to know how, how they look and how they can change their best. And, and, and I think that's, that's what we're all learning right now is we are we're all growing together uh and i think that's it's okay to have those conversations it's okay to be able to to coach them coach them up it's okay to be able to, to point out what we're not doing well and everybody's got to be you have their leather vest on and be open to being being coached uh but again we I, you look on on the defensive side of the ball and and you know i counted seven eight freshmen out there at one possession you know and, and again they, they're doing it for the first time so there's a standard are they going to meet that standard as true freshmen or redshirt freshmen right now? Probably not. But they have to know what that looks like, and they have to know that when they do it, here's what it looks like, and when they don't do it, here's what it looks like. So you're constantly teaching and constantly educating uh, as you keep moving forward. But, um, you know, I, I've never questioned how hard we play. I mean, they're, they're, they're playing really hard, and they're giving everything they possibly have. And, again, I have to be better as a head coach. You've mentioned that a couple times. So. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you to simplify it. It's probably not a simple thing, but as you go through and, you, and you're looking inward and saying, "How do I make this better?" What is that process like for you? Are you leaning on mentors? Are you going back to things you've done in the past? Are you trying to find things out individually about each individual person on the team? How does that process work for you when you say, "I've got to be better and figure out a way to get through"? maybe what the standard needs to be. Yeah, I, I think it's exactly what you said, but I think if we have this standard that you have to win 11 games every single year and, you look, and you're not real with what roster you have and, and what, uh, who's playing and who's out and the challenges that are, are affecting everyone somehow, some way. Uh, I said before, if you have a really experienced team, you got probably a better shot to be able to get through 2020 uh, a little better than most. If you're inexperienced, you're dealing with all the challenges and all the uncertainty of 2020 plus inexperienced players and, and still holding that to a standard. So it's a little bit more individualized. It's a little bit more being uh, even being realer, uh, you know, with, with, with your team. Then, then maybe guys would be able to understand exactly what you meant. Uh, you didn't have the offseason to go back through the culture and the program and have all those meetings you did, but it was virtual. Um, and so it, 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 it's constantly making sure that uh, the standard is is looked at standard is held accountable in every aspect um and maybe you know with with a carter coffee you knew exactly what you were going to get out of them well if you have some other players that are playing for the first time there might be some inconsistency but you're finding out what that person can and cannot do and then i have to do a better job of putting them in positions to do the things they can do right now not what they're going to be able to do next year or the year after but maybe right now and uh, that's part of the offense, defense, and special teams game plans of, of simplifying things and, and letting our players be able to play fast. So I have a lot that I have to get better at, and I have a lot that I can be able to, to, to help this football team with as we continue to go through the year. You mentioned Carter Coughlin. I bring him up only because I remember, of all the guys, he's the guy that always would bring up the leather vest day. And I think even one point said that's his favorite day because he wants to know how he's going to get better. And you've mentioned leather vest, and we mentioned leather vest. And there might be some listeners and viewers that are saying, what the heck is he talking about leather vest? Can you kind of take us through how you who came up with the idea and, and what it really means? And guys do need to be coached, and sometimes um, you know, they, may, they may have to uh, hear some criticism. Well, I, I hope that every team meeting that we have, you know, after a game, whether you can't really tell whether we win or lose. Now, when we win, we go through this kind of player of the week and stuff like that. But right after that, it goes right into the critiquing of, of how we can grow. Um, 
you know, the circumstance won't dictate necessarily our behavior, right? And so we, we, we we're not going to let the win make us feel a certain way or the loss make us feel a certain way. It, it is what it is, right? And uh, there's, a, there's a standard to, to how we play, no matter what year anybody is or how much experience they have. And so it's just, it's constant education, right? Constant education. And, you know, there's a lot of inexperienced guys who are getting coached for the first time and, and being able to handle that and know how to be able to internalize that and not take those things personal and just be able to, 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 to know that the actions being coached, not you as a person, but the actions getting coached. So that, that's kind of what we mean by the, by the leather vest is that, um, you know, we're, we need to get better. Whether we win or lose, we're going to get better. And here's the things we're good at. And then here's the things we need to get better at. And, as human beings, we have a hard time really at, at times, right? Until we get older to hear criticism. And like Carter Coughlin said, that was his favorite day of the week. It probably wasn't his favorite day of the week when he was a sophomore and he wasn't playing very well. Um, so it, it's being able to, that's why we talk about the leather vest, put it on, zip it up and, and, and let's, let's all be ready to get better together and look at ourselves of what maybe we're not doing right. We all like to look at what we're doing right and say, okay, good job, me. But when, as coaches, you're doing everything you can to, to, to fix the, the, the bad or the non-examples and make them examples, and you're always going to constantly find ways to th make things better. Uh, and as human beings, we always want it just to be good enough. Uh, you know, is it, what, what's ever, is it finally good enough? Uh, it probably will never be good enough because you're always going to find something you can do better. And if you're not, you're not on your way to be a champion. All right, let's take our first break. Thank you, and uh, we'll tell you about Onward for Business quickly. It's presented by Sunbelt Business Advisors. They want to be on your team when you buy or sell a business. Onward for Business is the one-stop shop for buying or selling your business and for payroll, insurance, bookkeeping, and more. Onward, Sunbelt Business Advisors, a proud sponsor of Gopher Football Weekly with P.J. Fleck. We'll have more. Stay with us. It is Gopher Football Weekly with P.J. Fleck from Learfield IMG College. We are professionals. We are family and friends. We are volunteers. We are community partners. We are a team dedicated to helping you succeed. We help protect and serve America's businesses. When you need us, we're here to help. At Federated Mutual Insurance Company, it's our business to protect yours. Rated A-plus superior by AM Best Company. It's time to get fresh at Holiday. Fresh coffee, that is. Now at Holiday, every single cup of coffee is made with fresh ground beans and brewed just for you. And starting at just 99 cents, it's priced for everybody. Fresh brewed iced or hot coffee, sweet cappuccino, or hot chocolate. It all starts at 99 cents. Stop in today and get fresh. Fresh ground coffee, hot or iced, starting at 99 cents. Here for you at your participating Holiday. Anything happens in Minnesota in the winter, whether you like cozy nights in a cabin, meeting friends for burgers after skiing, flying down more than 22,000 miles of groomed snowmobile trails, or hiking in the silence of the woods. A funny thing happens. The coldest months of the year have a way of bringing about the warmest moments in life. Find your true north only in Minnesota. Visit exploreminnesota.com. 
When it comes to home renovation or project cleanup, Waste Management's Bagster Bag is one strong receiver. The Bagster Dumpster in a Bag can hold up to 3,300 pounds of debris. That's about the weight of the entire Golden Gophers first team offense plus three cheerleaders. The Bagster Bag is just the right size for kitchen and bathroom remodels or basement and garage cleanups. And it can cost 50% less than renting a full-size dumpster, making it the perfect solution for your next project. To make the Bagster Bag part of your cleanup playbook, visit thebagster.com. When you want to get around gold country safely, securely, and on time, call Kerry Limousine. Carrie's the leader in the business, offering a world-class fleet featuring consistent, reliable service every time. Carrie sanitizes each vehicle before each trip so you can feel confident when your certified driver picks you up. When you're ready to travel, call Carrie Limousine, 612-623-0565, or book online at Carrie.com. That's C-A-R-E-Y.com. Minnesota, flu season is upon us, and just because we're battling one virus doesn't mean we can ignore another. Everyone six months and older should get an annual flu shot, and M Health Fairview is making it safe and easy. Flu shots are available on a walk-in basis at any of our pharmacies, or you can schedule an appointment in one of our clinics or curbside locations. Call 1-855-FAIRVIEW to make an appointment. Minnesota, the flu season isn't taking this season off. Neither should you. Visit mhealthfairview.org to learn more. The best teams are led by people with experience in the field. Case IH equipment, from combines and tractors to hay and forage tools, is built by farmers who use it every day. Make the right call and go with the team that wins in any field. Visit your local Case IH dealer or go to caseih.com slash gophers. For commercial use only, customer participation subject to credit qualification and CNH Industrial Capital America LLC approval. Standard terms, conditions, and other restrictions apply. Down payment may be required. It's game day, Gophers, and TCF Bank is excited to cheer on Minnesota football for another week of dominating the competition. As your hometown bank, our commitment and care for the community runs deep, just like our support for the Gophers. And we know the whole community is safest and at its strongest when every individual member of the Gopher community does their part, because that's how we all win this season. So although we won't see you at TCF Bank Stadium, keep cheering for the maroon and gold, and we'll do the same, just like we've been doing for the past 25 years. Good luck, Gophers. TCF, what's in it for we? Thanks for calling Toyota. This is Jan. Hi, Jan. I heard Toyota-thon is on. It sure is. Perfect. I'm getting a head start on my list for Santa. We've got great year-end deals on Camry, Highlander, RAV4, Tacoma, and more. What else you got? Oh, let's see. There's also Corolla, Highlander, Tundra. Oh, and we have a great selection of hybrid vehicles. Camry Hybrid, Highlander Hybrid. Perhaps I'm not making myself clear. Oh? What kind of toys you got? Video games, stuffed animals, sea monkeys, you know, the good stuff. Oh, it's actually Toyotathon, not Toyotathon. We have great deals on vehicles, not toys. I'm sorry, sweetie. Well, okay, then what can I get for five bucks? I've got a bunch of gum in my purse. Toyotathon is on. See your participating Toyota dealer today. Current offers end November 30th. Offers are subject to change throughout Toyotathon, which ends on January 4th. See your participating Toyota dealer for details. Toyota, let's go places. Now Goodson goes in motion and comes set in the backfield. It's a draw play, and Thomas Rush hits 
him two yards deep and another tackle for a loss. And the Gophers have forced a punt and a good job there to bow their neck and force the punt. It's fourth. Welcome back to Gopher Football Weekly with P.J. Fleck, Mike Grimm, and Justin Gard with you here on the Gopher Radio Network. Another Friday night game coming up. It's Minnesota and Purdue. That one kicking off at 6.30 at TCF Bank Stadium. We'll take air at 4.30 here uh, locally and across the great state of Minnesota for that one. And we'll preview the Boilermakers and the Golden Gophers here coming up. But first, uh, we'll continue to, as uh, P.J. Fleck said, we'll uh, unpeel that onion just a little bit more with that uh, with that Iowa game. As um, I think, Coach, if I would have told you heading into the fourth quarter that maybe you had allowed only 20 points, you might in the pregame have said, yeah, I think that's fine. We'll do that and we'll take our chances. Am I correct in thinking maybe for the first three quarters you were okay with you know, where your defense was and some of the plays they were making and keeping points off the board? Yeah, like I said, we got a lot of guys that are playing really hard uh, on defense. Uh, do they have the experience? Do they have the uh, the, the the built up uh, years? Do they have the built up years in the weight room yet? No, but we're, we're that's where we're at. I mean, I'm proud of our guys of how hard they're playing uh, on the defensive side of the ball. We got to clean up some plays uh, with with that, but for the most part, we got a lot of youthful guys that are playing their tail ends off. And when you look at offense, we had two 10 minute drives with no points. Uh, I think, you know, it, it, we're going into the fourth quarter, it's 14 nothing. You know, within eight plays on defense, it's 35 nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, again, the, the, you got to look at why that happened and, and evaluate that. And, and that's the hard part when you evaluate that is because uh, we got to go back down to, to effort and how and, 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 and scheme and, and what was it. Because it, 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 after that, I mean, 14 nothing, we're going in to score a touchdown after a 10-minute drive. And we throw an interception, and then it all changed. And uh, that's what Roll the Boat's all about. you got to get your oar back in the water and just go after that. And, you know, we're not going to sit there and ever say, like, oh, well, if I would have thought we had been down by 14, would I have allowed that and accepted that? Um, every game's its own entity, you know, and I have high expectations of our players, of our staff, of our program, no matter what year it is. Uh, and we just got to keep growing. And this is, this is a game we can learn from. These are all games we're going to learn from. And, uh, you know, anybody out there, you know, that, that's watching our games and understanding what we're doing and understanding how we're doing it. Um, I'm not saying you have to like it. Uh, cause I don't, I don't like to lose like anyone else, but I think you can start to see how talented uh, our players are. They're just, on the defensive side, a little inexperienced, and we're a little too inconsistent right now on offense. And um, just like everybody, could have used a lot uh, that nobody really got, and uh, we just have come up on the short end of the stick a few times. Yeah, and, and just to quickly, I wasn't suggesting it was okay to be down 20 zip. I was suggesting that maybe allowing 20 points going into the fourth quarter against that team would have been okay, thinking that your offense might have had 28 or something at that point. So that was my, my point. Obviously, being down 20 zips no good going into the fourth. But I thought. Yeah, no, I understand that. I understand understand that, uh, uh, Grimmy. I understand that. I I just like for me, it's you know. I mean, I think you can. You know, nobody should ever score on you, and then you should score a ton of points. You want zero? I get it. Yeah. In in your mind, when you game plan, it's like the perfect game plan, right? I mean, all right. You know, we're going to shut them out. We're going to score 100 points, and things are going to be good. You know, I mean, but you also know how you're going to be able to have to adjust that. And now, if you would have told me we would have two 10 minute drives with no points. Um, I don't know if I would have believed you. Uh, and what I would like is to be able to hold uh, people to to not many points scoring. So uh, I, I think, you know, I kind of agree with what you said. Um, but when you look at it, you can look at it from all angles. You know, I mean, you know, we miss a field goal and and 
you know, there's there's just a lot of things that are happening that we've got to get better. What's difficult about defending specifically maybe that stretch run play that Iowa likes to do? I mean, as long as I've been watching Iowa football, and even my 10 years being on the sidelines, I've seen that play over and over and over again. It's something they do so well. What are the difficulties in defending that um, that you ran into on Friday? Well, I think you could even say, what's how, how is it hard to defend our run game, right? I mean, it's the same thing. You're, you're going to be good at what you do, right? And they're they're good, they're big, they're physical up front. Um, again, there, there's no excuses whatsoever. But we, we there's not a lot of people who are playing a lot of freshman defensive tackles and defensive linemen like we are, um, and, and they're they're playing really hard and playing really well and giving everything they have. And um, there were some good plays and then there's some bad plays. You get one. The thing about it is if you're running the stretch and one guy gets reached, that's a gap. And then, and they're really good at pressing the hips and they're really good at stretching it out. And they're really patient runners and, and they're going to make you pay if one guy's out of place. Uh, And I've got to do a better job of making sure that we can, we can be able to, to, to not only be in our gap, but dominate our gap. And we have to know the, you know, the standard of how to be able to do that. But you're not going to be able to know how to do that until you go play and then go fail and play and fail and play and fail. Uh, but they're very talented. We have a very talented uh, defense. Like, but I've said this from day one. This isn't like something I didn't say. I said in January, we're going to be way more inexperienced on defense. Uh, we might have more talent over there than we've had in the past. It's just going to be really youthful talent. And I think everybody can see that. And I hope you see that because I do. Well, you, you mentioned that you obviously lost for the targeting call uh, your uh, middle linebacker, Mariano Sori Marin. So then all of a sudden you've got uh, Willis, you've got Gordon, you've got Lindenberg, you've got some young guys. And even, frankly, Mariano Sori Marin's young it, still at this point in terms of number of starts and all of that stuff. But that said, what did you see from those young guys, uh, you know, as you saw uh, those guys get a chance to maybe get a few more reps because of uh, the situation? You know, I, I, I'm the one in charge of the program, and I get to be able to develop it how we want to develop it. And sometimes there's, you, you know, when, when you put a lot of attention when you get here and you, you recruit the way we do with high school players and, and you're bringing them in and developing them. You know, a lot of these guys are redshirt freshmen. Some are true freshmen, right? And, and they're getting a chance to play. And, and they're going to be able to play for a lot of different reasons. I mean, you know, we got some, you know, at every level, whether it's Keontae Shad out, whether it's, you know, uh, Braylon Oliver out, then Mariano out in the game, and then on the back end, you know, Ben St. Juiced out. You know, there, there's only so much depth that you have, uh, especially when you're going to be a youthful team. And then you play more youthful players. Doesn't mean you can't win. Doesn't mean you shouldn't win. Uh, but you have to be able to know that there's going to be mistakes made. You got to limit them to non-catastrophic mistakes. But when you looked at it at one point, you know you don't have any experienced linebackers on the field, and they're all freshmen. And you even said they're young; they're all freshmen, either redshirt freshmen or true freshmen. Uh, and then up front, you know, I think D'Angelo Carter is going to be a great player here. Rashad Cheney is going to be a great player here, right? Uh, Boye is going to be a great player here. Uh, MJ Anderson is going to be a great player here, right? Biggest says he's getting better, right? Uh, and you're seeing all, but you're. You, it's just nobody cares about nobody wants time but and nobody has time for time but that's what it's going to take and some point these guys are going to be really really good uh and sometimes you got to be able to take your lumps uh in a year like this and it's up to this point not saying we have to continue to do that it's just we are who we are exactly where we are right now and this is what we have to be able to to get better at 
quick three-part question here. Uh, we saw Michael Dixon get some action for the first time. What was your thought on that? Um, Philip Howard uh, got his first start on defense, uh, you know, filling in for St. Juice. And what is St. Juice the latest on him? Thanks, Garzi. Uh, we're learning to count here to three. Helping out. Yeah, uh, we'll see on Ben St. Just again. I don't make those decisions, especially when it comes down to health and, and safety and all that. I don't make any of those decisions. Um, when you talk about Philip Howard, yeah, I thought Philip Howard went in there and got some first playing time at corner and switching over from wide out to corner. And uh, I thought he, you know, held his own and he's going to continue to get better as he goes forward. Um, and then what was your first one? Uh, Michael Dixon. How do you think he did in his first round? Uh, yeah, play? I mean, he's, 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 a, he's a true, he's a, he's a redshirt freshman. Um, uh, so, you know, uh, or a true freshman. I mean, he's sometimes I can't remember if they're a freshman or a true freshman. There's so many of them, but he's going to be a really good player, everybody, like a really special player. And, and what people have to realize is so many people are saying, well, there's two sides of this one. And this is human nature. This season counts. This season doesn't count. It doesn't count. It does count. It counts. I mean, it counts. But there's certain things we're going to have to do to not only help this year, it's also going to help us in the long run. You know, look at Northwestern last year. I mean, they won one game in conference, and now they're 4-0 in the Big Ten. And they have seven, eight starters on defense that are seniors. It, it's, it's, it's harder when you have a really inexperienced team. I, I just have to do a better job coaching, and I'm not doing that right now. Tell us a little bit about D'Angelo Carter. I wanted to get to him. You just brought him up. Uh, we all kind of got introduced to him with the interception in Maryland where he then rumbled down the field with a, with a good return there. 6'2", 310. He's from Georgia. Uh, tell us a little bit about him because we're just kind of getting to know him. I think he's, he's going to be a really special player here. Uh, he can play nose. He can play three technique. He's only a redshirt freshman. Um, you know, he's strong. He's a lot longer than actually how tall he is. But he plays with incredible effort and pad level and leverage. Amazing kid from Lee County uh, down there in Georgia. And you talk about a, a young man with an unbelievable story. Now, he's only going to continue to get better uh, as he goes forward. Uh, he's going to continue to learn how to be able to take that coaching and continue to apply it. But he's going to be a very special player one day. Uh, and he's developing into a, a really amazing young man, too. Goes to the elementary schools, reads to people, um, and does a lot of things virtually. You know, I'm just I'm really proud of him. He's going to keep getting better. He just needs to play more. Um, and that's what we're doing. We're playing them. All right, let's take another break here. We'll come back. We'll look ahead to Friday. Purdue comes to town. It's another Friday night game, and uh, we'll have more on Go for Football Weekly. We'll tell you about Onward for Business quickly. It's presented by Sunbelt Business Advisors. They want to be on your team when you buy or sell a business. Onward for Business is the one-stop shop for buying or selling your business and for payroll, insurance, bookkeeping, and more. Onward. Sunbelt Business Advisors, a proud sponsor of Gopher Football Weekly with P.J. Fleck. We'll have more. Stay with us. It is Gopher Football Weekly with P.J. Fleck from Learfield. IMG Calvary. In motion, Amir Smith-Marset gets the handoff. Hit of the backfield. There's an open field tackle for a loss. Asazia Tomewo back at the 42 and a loss of six. Welcome back. It's our third segment of Gopher Football Weekly with P.J. Flex, sponsored by Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Minnesota, the number one health plan for Medicare in the state. Grim and Garzi with you and the head coach, P.J. Fleck, with us as well. And, uh, Coach, let's uh, look ahead to this Friday night game. Three Friday games. This is the third uh, of the season over a four-week stretch. I guess in this week you could 
would say that maybe you've got an advantage. You catch your breath. <laughs> Purdue plays a Saturday night game. They have to travel on Thursday. Maybe you catch a bit of a break there, and maybe you're used to it. I don't know, but this has been such a weird year. I mean, no week has been normal. Well, you have even the normal week. There was election day, and uh, you didn't practice on your usual Tuesday. And I'm not. This isn't an excuse making. Everyone goes through it, but I'm just saying this has been an unbelievable year for every football team in the country to go through. Yeah, but the only football team I care about is our football right. team, <laughs> and so you know we have we've got our own challenges, and those are the challenges that I'm focused on. But again, just for, just as I said in year one, uh, my vision is always for now, but it's always for how we can continue to make this consistent over a long period of time as well. And I'm, I'm never going to compromise that. And, um, you know, we won 11 games last year, and everybody keeps talking about that. Uh, I've talked about Kurt Ferentz and Barry Alvarez combined. I think they won eight, uh, 10 plus win seasons in a 40 year career or something. I, like, it, 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 we had won 11 games in 125 years. Okay. And we're, we're going to get back to that. And, and we could have won 11 games anyway this year. Right. I mean, you couldn't do it with the shortened <laughs> schedule. So, uh, but w- there are certain decisions you have to be able to make, uh, not because you're pushing something off till next year, because you're forced into making that decision for this year. Uh, and especially with things that are so far out of your control. Uh, and some people, like I said, are affected more than others. But that, that's the, that's the challenge we all have. There's reasons for everything that's happening in college football right now. Nobody wants to hear them. Uh, nobody, everybody's going to think they're excuses, but as a head coach, you've got to be able to find the reason. And then you have to be able to confront the reason, whatever that reason is, and then make it better. Right. And it doesn't mean it's going to be fixed overnight. It just means it's got to continue to get better. Uh, and, and that's what we're going to continue to do. But Friday night, play Purdue. Uh, excited about another opportunity to go play and, and watch our guys compete uh, and get better. Purdue's a really good football team. They're two and one right now. They've got some big wins. Uh, lost a close one with Northwestern last week, which was a really tight game. Uh, Northwestern's got a really good defense, really experienced defense, but they're Purdue. I mean, uh, typical Jeff Brom offense. They open it up. They got really good receivers. I think probably the best uh, core of receivers, uh, you know, top to bottom, uh, probably in the league. And when you look at what they've been able to do, a quarterback, he can get out of, of implementing a little bit more 3-4 and 4-3, and he combines them both. Uh, and I think they played a lot dangerous returners. So uh, they're a really good football team. Uh, we got we got to get better this week in practice and uh, be ready for the opportunity. When you talk about Jeff Brom's offense, you mentioned all the different things that they like to do. What's important when you're preparing for it to know that you know they've got a couple of receivers, they've got a running back who's probably going to want to make some catches. They're going to make you go side to side. Like when you focus in on the keys defensively, what take us through those a little bit and what makes that offense difficult? Yeah, the keys are you got to defend the whole field. They make you defend from sideline to sideline, from uh, from back to front. I mean, they make sure that you cover every single piece of the field. And they got athletes in space. You've got to tackle in space. You've got to be able to rally to the football, and you got to find a way to create takeaways. I mean, uh, I think they threw it 50-some times last week. I mean, they're going to throw the football. They're going to run the football. They're going to find ways to be able to run the football by throwing it. Uh, you know, and, and short completions and catch and run, but they, they have everything and uh, they do a really good job of running it. They have a guy who reminds me of an old Purdue running back, Mike Allstott, um, who is a hard guy to tackle. I think originally was a walk-on linebacker, and all of a sudden they said, hey, he's fast. Let's see if we have uh, – they have a bunch of injuries, and all of a sudden he's now um, – you know, I think he's put two or three 100-yard rushing games in. What's the challenge of tackling a big guy like that? 
Well, you've got to be able to make sure that you shrink the holes that he runs through, right? Big guys, if you smaller holes, harder time fitting through there. But when he has a lane uh, and it's big, he, he, get, he gets that head of steam going and he drives his knees really well, lowers his pads, got a good center of gravity. Um, and, and really delivers blows to defenders. So we've got to be able to swarm tackle. We've got to get around him when they run the football. We've got to do a really good job up front uh, and find a way to, one, stop the run, then get pressure on the quarterback. You mentioned their return guys. Iowa has an electric return guy. Charlie Jones has been good all year. You pretty much negated uh, his presence, however you did it. What was the plan to kind of kick away from him and not let him hurt you? And is that something that will probably carry over with these guys? Yeah, I think, you know, um, you know, being able to you know have an Australian style kicker create some challenges. You're not, you know, it's his first year punting, you know, and so he's doing a really good job of of making sure Mark Crawford's doing a really good job of making sure that that he's placing the ball where it needs to be. And, and then that's one of the strengths of having him here is he's really good at placement. Now we got to get better at the, at, at the, the distance of our kicks and the hang time of our kicks and things like that. But that'll come with time. Again, he's 26 years old, but he's a first time punter and a freshman. So again, more inexperienced, but uh, we're always going to be able to do that. I think our punt team and Rob Wanger do a really good job of being able to, to help our, our team be able to cover the best they possibly can protect then get out in coverage. we got a lot of guys that can run. Um, so I think that's been helping. What's the key to getting more out of your return games, whether it's kickoff, whether it's punt? Obviously, they put you in some short fields this last week with some mistakes there. What's the key to improving that? Yeah, I thought we made uh, two critical errors uh, in the return game. And, you know, to, uh, and I think that hurts. You know, we had starting drives, minus 5, minus 12, minus 11, and minus 5. And against Iowa, I mean, your chances of score, going down to score are like 5%. Uh, inside your own five. I think it's somewhere like five, six percent of you actually going into score. And we had two times that we drove 95 yards and, and didn't get any or had a chance getting inside of the red zone of driving that far. And, and that's why it's a five or six percent chance. Uh, but we've got to be able to uh, understand and coach better and be able to make sure that those uh, you know, Cam Wiley is just doing everything he can to make a play, you know, and, and he's the ball's a program and it, it kind of got short on him into the wind. And that comes with experience and he'll know that next time. And you know, the wind alignment call, always making sure that you have that. Um, but again, I've got to do a better job coaching him to make sure he does that. And then same thing on the, on the back end of the toes at the 10, never go behind that. And Philip drifted and, um, you know, that's uh, you know, a new returner. And you're going to have to either touch the stove by doing it the right way or the wrong way uh, and the easy way or the hard way. And, again, I, I obviously haven't done a good enough job coaching. And, and uh, maybe on that one, the punt spins back anyway, so you might start deep as it stands. But it, it is, I know that he didn't follow the process like you want him to, that's for sure. Um, Rondell Moore has, you know, obviously a returning All-American, has not played yet. How do you go about this week? planning for that whether i mean is he in is he out do you know i mean how do you how do you go about that and yeah, nobody knows he's, he's a fantastic player a fantastic playmaker incredibly explosive uh one of the best players in college football i mean you always prepare like he's going to play uh we'll compare like or prepare like he is going to play but they've got all they got a lot of weapons and he's and and they've done a really good job there because he's he's not just their only weapon um you know, I mean, Dave Bell is a fantastic football player. Uh, number zero is a really good football player. I mean, I can go on and on about all their wideouts. So uh, I think it just makes it that much more difficult if he plays. Uh, but if he doesn't play, it's still difficult because they've got a ton of playmakers on the outside. 
All right, let's take a break. We'll have our final segment looking ahead to Minnesota and Purdue. Starts at six thirty. Yes, six thirty on Friday. Four thirty will be our airtime. By the way, if you missed any portion of today's show, you can always catch it on demand via our Golden Gopher podcast. Download and subscribe wherever you get your podcast. It's Gopher Football Weekly with PJ Fleck from Learfield IMG College. Introducing Onward for Business by loyal Gopher supporters, Sunbelt Business Advisors. Whether you're a small business owner thinking about selling, someone thinking about buying a business, or a business owner who needs help with payroll, insurance, bookkeeping, equipment financing, or simply growing your business, Onward for Business is the one-stop shop. Alumni-owned and based in Minneapolis, we serve the entire Upper Midwest. And we're here to Onward your business. Brought to you by Onward for Business. Onward! For all the ways you celebrate fall, Cub is here to help. You'll find the freshest produce of the season, quality meat and seafood, and all the fresh ingredients you need for great meals at home. Get ready for the big feast with Essential Everyday Frozen Turkey, on sale now for only 99 cents a pound. Get bird's eye vegetables for just 79 cents each. And Pepsi or 7-Up six-packs are four for $9. Pick up fall savings today at your neighborhood Cub. There's a reason why more people choose Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Minnesota for their Medicare plan. With access to 96% of doctors and hospitals in the state, you have coverage you can trust from a partner you can count on. You also have a variety of plans to choose from, with options like $0 premiums, travel benefits, and acupuncture coverage. Some include perks such as silver sneakers, dental, and more at no extra cost. To find the plan that's right for you, visit bluecrossmn.com gophers. Thriven and the Minnesota Gophers are teaming up once again this year to support Union Gospel Missions initiative to provide 60,000 meals this Thanksgiving. Since we can't be in the stadium this year, Gopher fans are being encouraged to go to gophersports.com slash hungger to find out how they can help. While there, register to win fantastic prizes from the Gophers, including tailgate parties for 20, limited edition Sky Uma flags, and 2021 Gopher football season tickets. Go to gophersports.com slash hungger to learn the fan. Gophers, Bateman's second touchdown. There goes the shutout. Welcome back to Gopher Football Weekly with P.J. Fleck, our final segment with the head coach, Mike Grimm and Justin Gard with you. Remind you again, it's a Friday night game this week, 6.30. We take air at 4.30 on the Gopher Radio Network. Coach, I want to ask you a question uh, just going back to last week and then briefly kind of last year. We had talked last year in a couple of games where you had the lead. You didn't put maybe substitutions in late. And I remember you telling us on a show that, you know, you and Kirk Scirocco would have that conversation and you were always, you know, you know, maybe one point in your career somebody came back on you and you decided you didn't want to do that. Now I'm going to flip it when you're down uh, and maybe the game's out of hand. What What is your philosophy in terms of, hey, I'm going to put in some of these guys to, to get some experience uh, at some point, whether it even be a backup quarterback, somebody behind Muhammad Ibrahim who had, you know, had some carries there? Oh, you play 60 minutes of football and then you make decisions accordingly. We, we didn't have an offseason, and there's a lot of times where there's a lot of guys out there, especially defensively, need reps, period. And we're going, we're going to make sure they get experience. For inexperience, the best way to trump that is making sure you get experience. And on offense, if things aren't going right, best way to do it is to be able to keep playing and fix it. And that, that, that was my decision. And, um, you know, and... That, that's what I feel like we have to do as all the things you said of why isn't this and why isn't that? Well, we got to keep practicing. We got to keep working. We got to, we got to keep rowing the boat. That's what rowing the boat's all about. <laughs> and, um, you know, there's times to be able to do that. 
And there's times not to be able to do that. And I didn't, I didn't feel that was necessary because we needed to be able to, to finish. Uh, we didn't finish drives and we needed to finish something uh, and finish the game, finish a drive. And we need that extra practice in a game because there's a lot of people. People can say how experienced we are. We are at some positions, not most of them. And we need to be able to gain that, that, that experience. As you went back and looked at the running game this last week, it was the first time that you, you haven't been able to run the ball super consistently. We talked about Iowa's front. They've obviously got a really experienced front there. But what was missing from the running game on Friday that you can hope to correct here moving forward? Yeah, I don't know if it was necessarily what was missing from the running. I thought we ran it pretty well. I think it was we got behind the chain so quick at times where uh, we didn't complete a pass or a ball was dropped, and now all of a sudden you're in a second and ten. Right. Uh, or now you're in a, you know, a, a, a third and eight. Or, you know, I mean, you're, you're making decisions that you're, you're never ahead of the chains. All right. And, and we're good when we're balanced and we can be ahead of the chains and make those decisions and keep the chains moving. And we weren't able to do that. So I, I, I thought we ran the ball effectively, maybe not as good as we did, but that's a credit to Iowa. They have a really good defense, really good front seven. But I, I wouldn't sit there and say that it was bad either. Uh, I, I would say that we got ourselves in some bad positions and situations where, especially being down 14, uh, that we had to be able to change some things. And, and you look at those two 10-play drives. I mean, we're mixing it up and executing. Yeah. And when we didn't execute, we fell behind the chain, and it was hard to get balanced again. So it's a combination of a lot of things, J.G. I got to fix them all. I mean, we know what they are, and we got to fix them. Yeah, and at the end of the night, Ibrahim had 144, so it wasn't like he was totally stuffed with, with 20. 144 is a pretty good day against uh, uh, the number one ranked uh, rushing defense in the Big Ten, I would say. Um, and I, I think this is twice now in games where you've fallen behind where you've been able to stay patient. Like Maryland, you basically were down 21-7 and, and scored 31 straight points, basically handing the ball off. So I think there's sometimes people, oh, you got to throw if you're behind, but I think you've proven here that, you know, in that third quarter, that 10-minute-plus drive, um, there weren't a lot of throws there. That was, you know, a lot on the ground. You're down 14 nothing. You don't panic. Kind of talk about strategically, even if you're a run-first team, there are times where you can stay with the run and not get away from that. Yeah, well, I think, Grimmy, uh, it's a combination. It's being able to execute when you do throw, and, and that's what we didn't do. We did that at Maryland. We were able to complete passes when we were able to do that to stay ahead of the change, uh, cha- chains, and we weren't able. We didn't do that against Iowa. So it made it feel like you're, you're passing more, getting into those, because you're playing behind the chains where uh, you are mixing it up a little bit. Um, and running the football has always got, it has to be effective for us to be successful. We know that. That's what we're built on. And, um, and, and when you're having some success doing that, we've had holding call. We have a penalty. Something would get us behind the chain and further back. And then, you know, you're not, you know, first in 20. And, you know, it's inside zones, not exactly the first call to get maybe, you know, half back. So, um, but again, it's, it, it's how the game flows and, 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 and how we're playing on defense. And how are we, you know, where's the field position? And what does it look like with the clock? Uh, so there, there's all those things that come into play when you're making those types of decisions, and i got to be better. Did I see Trey Potts in uniform on Saturday, and can I take that as a sign that he'll be back sooner rather than later? He was in uniform, and again, like I said, I don't make those decisions. That's all based on the medical staff and the medical team. We do a great job, um, but he's such a fantastic player and a person, and uh, just unfortunate that he missed last week. And what's the key to, you know, obviously he was emerging as a backup there for Mo. Keeping him engaged is probably the wrong term, but I, I, I imagine sometimes when people get injured, 
there's kind of that letdown of, man, I was just starting to hit my stride here. How do I keep that? I know you don't believe in momentum, but that momentum going in terms of his development. Yeah, you rode the boat, man. Put your oar back in the water and go. I mean, so many people are like, I mean, this is what row the boat's all about. Row the boat's really fun when you win 11 games. When you're one and three, row the boat. That, that's what it's for. Anybody can row in calm, calm seas. Nobody said that, you know, with the, with the, you know, you're going down the river and you're downstream and that's your, I mean, it's great. But when, when you're, you're getting in those rocky waters, it's hard. But that, that's what I mean. Trey's learning how to deal with that right now. Right. And there's so many young players dealing with, how do I deal with this emotion? How do I deal with uh, losing? How do I deal with maybe not playing my best? How do I deal with the standard? How do I deal with, um, you know, virtual class? How do I deal with, and, and, and this is their first, some of them their first year. Uh, and now, you know, Trey Potts having an impact as a redshirt freshman. Again, another redshirt freshman. Uh, but you can see, I mean, here, here's what I want to make sure. You, call me Paul's positive Paulie. Call me whatever you want. Like, you, you can see the talent. It, it's, it's, it's just going to take some time to piece it all together. And it's unfortunate that it's in this year. And there's teams that are hit harder because of that, because you needed that development. You, you truly needed it. You couldn't, you couldn't get by without it. Uh, and we're piecing that together. But Trey is one of those guys who's learning how to deal with, you know, being out. And he's doing a great job uh, of, I guess, I guess you could say he's doing a great job of being out because he's handling it really well because he's got a great leader in front of him, Mohamed Ibrahim, to teach him how to do that, who was on the scout team his entire first year and got banged up his entire year and fought through it. And, you know, uh, so he's got great leadership ahead of him, too. Uh, and that room is so close. Well, very good. Uh, Friday night game, I know when Purdue was here a couple of years ago, it was a cold weather, and, and uh, you hit, hit him pretty well in that game. And I was watching the Northwestern-Purdue game uh, this past Saturday, and the announcers mentioned that Jeff Brom had talked about the fact they haven't been a good cold-weather team and that they were putting an emphasis on it, knowing it'd be cold in Chicago as it was last week and knowing it'd be cold in Minnesota. And I know you've, you guys obviously have embraced that, so it should be you know an interesting uh, ball game weather-wise as well. Yeah, I mean, I think last week it rained in West Lafayette, and they threw for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of yards. So, um, you know, that, that that shouldn't affect anything. Um, you know, I mean, we knew what kind of season it's going to be when you're playing in late November, even into December in the Midwest. Uh, and that's what makes it really fun. All right, very good. We'll see you Friday night at the uh, stadium. Look forward to it, everybody. Thanks a lot. Roll the boots, guy. Mago Gophers, thank you. All right, very good. Jarzy, we'll see you as well uh, on that first row of the bleachers. I'll be there. Thanks, man. All right, sounds good. That's our show. Thanks for listening. It's Gopher Football Weekly with P.J. Fleck from Learfield, IMG College. Over the years, Boston Scientific has been a proud sponsor of Gopher Athletics and proud supporter and medical research partner with the University of Minnesota. This award has been recognized for over a decade for Gopher football, men's and women's basketball, and men's hockey, recognizing a Gopher athlete who plays with the most heart. In honor of these efforts, Boston Scientific makes donations each academic year to the University of Minnesota Masonic Children's Hospital to advance pediatric heart research. Please join the University of Minnesota and the U of M Masonic Children's Hospital in thanking Boston Scientific for their partnership. When it comes to individual and family health insurance, make sure you call the right play and go with Preferred One. You'll score big with top doctors and clinics, flexible coverage plans, and premier customer service. Achieve your best health with 100% covered preventive care, online fitness classes, and for your convenience, 24-7 virtual care. Get an online quote today at PreferredOne.com or talk to your broker. Preferred One is a proud sponsor of Gopher Athletics. 
on the Gopher Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. This has been Gopher Football Weekly with P.J. Fleck. Brought to you by Onward for Business. Presented by Sunbelt Business Advisors, alumni-owned and Minnesota's largest seller of companies. The preceding has been a Learfield IMG College presentation of the Gopher Sports Network.